Entrepreneurs Board of Investors is challenging America to pitch the next big idea during a 60-second pitch. Welcome to the boardroom. I'm Jay London, founder and president of London Entertainment Group, also a serial entrepreneur. I'm Mark Randolph, co-founder of Netflix and six other companies. I'm a mentor, an investor, and host of the That Will Never Work podcast. I'm Kim Perrell. I'm an award-winning entrepreneur, top angel investor, and best-selling author. My name is Peter Goldberg. I'm the founder of PLG Ventures, an early-stage venture capital firm, and I'm also the host of the show. It's Entrepreneur Elevator Pitch, presented by Amazon Business, with support from State Farm and T-Mobile for Business. Today's episode features only minority founders. Let's hear the first pitch. I started Josephine and Billy's because I thought that there was a need for Josephine and Billy's. I really thought that there was an opportunity for me to teach people how to use cannabis correctly. Josephine and Billy's is named after Josephine Baker and Billie Holiday, two women of color who were, you know, basically persecuted for their cannabis consumption, and yet they used their art to fight against injustice. They rejected the mainstream, and they wrote their own rules, all while holding the door open for others that came after them. And for us, that's goals as fuck. Your 60 seconds begins now. Going up. As an 80s kid, Nancy Reagan told me to say no to drugs, and I believed her. So when my doctor suggested cannabis as a way for me to control my anxiety, I thought she was crazy. But it forced me to do my homework, and what I learned was women of color may be most in need of the touted benefit of cannabis. And so I thought I'm starting a dispensary focused on women of color. And the <coughs> and it makes sense. Our dispensary is focused on women of color, and we're opening in dis... Uh-oh. You can do it. Come on, get back on track. You got it. You can do it, you can do it. Oh. I'm just, I... Mm. I... I... Can do it. I'm just Restart, dead. restart. She can do water. it. I need water. Five, I can't four, believe this. Three, two, one. Time's up. Well, obviously, there's not much to comment on that because we all saw what just happened. But what was everybody feeling after the first 15 seconds when all of a sudden things just started to spiral out of control? What was going through your minds? It's like, you can do it. Yeah. yeah. Keep going, right? Trying to champion her around to yeah. keep going. Don't get to the final and drop the ball. Yes, she got knocked off track and then never got back on, almost gave up. That was the tragic part. Well, I know that was difficult for everybody to watch, but we do have to still vote to see if we want to open the doors. Let's vote. Well, unfortunately, but not surprising, everybody voted no, so she's not gonna be able to come in today. But I think the most important thing is you have to continue as an entrepreneur to fight forward when adversity happens. And this is elevator pitch, and you have to make it compelling during your pitch to have us want to open the doors. And unfortunately, I don't think it was compelling, and that's why we're sending her down. Going down. Yeah. 
When the initial sort of blank happened, when you were looking at the numbers, you had plenty of opportunity, you know, to get back on track, even if it didn't have to be the script. What was going through your mind, even if you could have just started to talk about anything? It was, I don't know. It was one of those things where I think I just, it's crazy. It was one of those panic things and you just, and it's, I, I have no excuse. I, I've never had it happen to me before. I pitch all over the place. I've raised $800,000 for this company. I've been, I've pitched on stages all over and I've never had something just knock me out like that. And it was something where I just, I, I lost all the words and I'm just looking at the countdown and I couldn't figure out a thing to say. I just, it, it just breaks my heart. Entrepreneur Elevator Pitch is presented by Amazon Business for every organization at every stage of growth. Now, let's hear the next pitch. Lameek came from the acronym Love and Makeup and Kindness. You gotta have makeup with a meaning because it's here to do something that has a purpose. I started off at a makeup counter when I was 19 and I worked there up until I was 21 and no one validated me to go open up a makeup shop. I did that on my own, <laughs> but I fell in love with making women feel good about themselves and that changed my life forever. And the way that I was able to touch those women, I wanted to continue to change their lives too. Your 60 seconds begins now. Going up. 80%? of cosmetics marketed to women who look like me are toxic. Even though these women spend 75% more on beauty products. Hi, I'm Kim Roxy, K-I-M-R-O-X-I-E, and I'm the founder of Lamique Beauty. Lamique is an acronym that stands for love and makeup and kindness. And that's exactly what we're bringing to the beauty industry. We're a tech-enabled, clean color cosmetic brand for women of diverse shades. And I was diagnosed with a form of alopecia that caused my hair to fall out. And that's why I created the Revelation Brow Duo. After running my own makeup shop for 14 years, I'm so excited to announce that we just launched with the largest beauty specialty retailer in the country. And we're on par for next year to do 2 million. I'm here asking for $500,000 for 10% of my company. Who Five, wants in? Four, three, two, one. Time's up. Well, there's no doubt that this space is booming. So Kim, what was your takeaway here? I thought she did a great pitch. It's a big, it's a big opportunity. And I, I think I didn't understand the tech enablement part. That was the only question I left. I agree, it was a really good pitch. And I guess I heard that she thinks she could be on track to doing $2 million in sales. But I kind of was left wondering how she gets there. I think she had a great pitch. I think she was clear, straight to the point, inviting, didn't do too much, and left the cliffhanger for us to want more. So let's vote and find out if we're gonna open the doors. So that's three yeses. Let's open the doors. <laughs> Welcome to the boardroom. Well, I have good news. All three investors voted to open the doors. So they all want to hear more, oh. and I'm going to let Dre kick this off. Okay. Hi, Kim. How are you? I'm great, Dre. I loved your pitch. Thank you. How long have you been, when, when did you start this? So I started um, this business in 2019, but before that, I ran my own makeup shop in Houston, Texas, 
Um, my mom was my first investor. She gave me $500. Wow. But she passed away from metastatic breast cancer. And I just knew that I wanted to make a difference in the beauty industry, and I had to launch this brand nationally. Also, you said you were diverse for women of color? Yeah, yeah, for all women of all backgrounds. When you make makeup for women of color, you actually make it for all women. Okay. Because we come from the lightest. Exactly. Right? Exactly. To the darkest. Exactly. So we actually cover every woman with our line. That wasn't a trick question, but that was kind of my little trick question. Yeah. She, she passed it with flying colors. <laughs> <laughs> You, you mentioned, of course, you threw out a number. You said, I think you're either on track to do or trying to do or aiming to do $2 million. Yeah, yeah. So starting from where and how do you get there? How do you sell? What's the model? Yeah, so we have a model where we go direct to consumer from our site and we built in a subscription model there as well. Um, and then we also are doing retailers. So we just launched with the largest beauty specialty retailer and we have distributions there, but this beauty retailer has over 700 stores, as well as we have some other stores that are in our inbox right now. So we also have the possibility of um, launching with some other retailers next year as well. So what revenue did you do say last month? So last month we did 35,000. And was that all through direct to consumer? Correct. So the retail deal will be on top of that. Yeah, it sure uh, will. Pretty exciting. Yeah. I assume the margins are ridiculous. So on, that on these brow products. duo that you're looking at has an 84% margin. Huh. Yeah, I'd put that in the ridiculous category. <laughs> <laughs> you're looking for 500K. Mm -hmm. And how'd you come up with the valuation? So I came up with the valuation based on what our sales are and what we're projected to do next year. We want to get the people on early who believe in us and then we're going to continue to grow and scale. If you said 500K for 10%, that means you're valuing the company at around 5 million? Mm -hmm. We've been experiencing growth, um, and so that's how we got to that um, evaluation. We've been growing about 15% uh, month over month. Have you taken any investment in? We only have a crowdfunding campaign that I did on iFundWomen. I raised $75,000 from my potential customers, as well as I was an accelerator where I got a 100K check. So we've done all of this with less than $200,000. Okay, Kim is asking for $500,000. What do you guys want to do? Well, I'll make it easy for you guys by, by bowing out early. Despite the fact, first of all, my mom put some of the first money into Netflix too. So mm -hmm. I know how that feels to have your mom stake yeah. your company like yes. that. So congratulations yeah. and all that. It's just a category that I don't understand well enough. And so even though it certainly feels right, like you're making a lot of progress, I just don't know enough to, uh, to be willing to commit to this. So I'll leave it to these guys. I mean, I'll be honest. I actually love the product. I love you. I like the vision. I believe that you're going to create something mm -hmm. big. Mm -hmm. The valuation to me, just based on 35K in sales last month and then looking at a four or 12 months, it's too high for me, so I'm gonna pass on this current opportunity. I'm just looking at the valuation being very, very harsh, and maybe that. So, what would valuation have to would you want to do? I don't know. Yeah. I would, do you have a kind of offer? Me, for me personally, I would take the value down, and maybe I would go maybe two hundred thousand for ten percent instead of instead of five hundred. Okay, Kim, you have a real offer from Dre, 200,000 for 10% of the company. What do you want to do?
Trey, how about you do 250,000 for 10% of the company and we got a deal. It's a bit tough because I'm still making a gamble here. And go, I'm really, really going off of last month's sales and the purchase orders going forward. I still have a lot more that I have to dive into. So this is just me going off of a judgment, off of what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing now and your energy and your attitude and probably that money green dress. <laughs> so that means you're sticking firm. Sticking. Okay, Kim. He's sticking firm. What do you want to do? I appreciate the offer, but I'm gonna have to pass. Mm. Interesting. Sticking to the offer. Good for you. Sticking to your guns. It's not always about a deal, it's about the right deal. Correct. Kim, even though there wasn't a deal today, State Farm would like to give you something as well. On behalf of their support for growing an emerging business, State Farm would like to present you with $3,000 for you to help grow your business. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that a lot. Thank yes. you, Jay. Thank, 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 yes. Thank you. Good luck, Kim. Thank you, Kim. Good luck. <laughs> Valuing a company is really hard. Yes. I think you probably made the right call to stick to your guns on that one. Yeah, I, I, I had a little think about it, and you might think, okay, but it's just fifty thousand. But you're already going in at high. I already looked at what her valuation is. I know what she was thinking, and I know what she wanted. But it was still no one talked about the most important thing here: the risk factor. So you countered with two hundred and fifty thousand for ten percent. He offered 200,000 for 10%. Do you think for that little extra that you would have had to give away, it just wouldn't have been able to be worth it in your mind? Well, you know, I'm also thinking about the future. Yes, but also having people who really want to be a part of this company and help to move that needle. And so that's what I just really thought about. I just thought if I made the counter, he'd come on board, then I knew that he really would be, have that stake in the game. And now, today's Main Street Hero of the Week, supported by State Farm. Being a female plumber in a male industry was hard, and Evelyn Pacheco wanted to change that. Evelyn founded the Nevada Women in Trades nonprofit to help teach women in her community how to become plumbers, carpenters, pipe fitters, and electricians. Thank you for being our Main Street Hero of the Week, supported by State Farm. Learn more at statefarm.com slash smallbusiness. Now let's hear the next pitch. I came up with Groove when a friend of mine and several members of my family downloaded trading apps and they had this similar question, what should I buy? So after many of them coming to me because my background is in wealth management, I realized they all have a similar problem. They need to come together on a platform that allows them to engage with experienced investors and also be able to execute trades as needed. My friends and family are excited for me to be on Elevator Pitch because this gives me an opportunity to share my platform with the world. Your 60 seconds begins now. Going up. There's been a reported $61 trillion wealth transfer that's scheduled to occur in the U.S. over the next 20 years. 
But unfortunately, too many Americans are still being left out of critical investing spaces. Primarily, women and minorities are forced to rely on random message boards and teenagers on TikTok in order to access financial advice. Primarily, women are left out of typical investing spaces. Groove is solving that problem by providing the utility of stock and crypto trading and also a community that allows for folks to interact with engaging content while still being able to provide clarity and transparency. It's been reported since the pandemic that TikTok and Instagram are considered the top choices for financial advice, and that should scare anyone. Groove is asking for $500,000 at a $5 million valuation Five, cap four, in order to three, enhance our product development two, and strategic one. partnerships. Thank you. Time's up. You know, I don't even know if this thing is live, if it's in beta, if it's an idea, is he generating business with it? But ultimately, this is without a doubt one of the hottest topics in all of the United States with Robinhood and payment order flow. What was your initial reaction when you heard that, Mark? You know, I thought the same thing, which is I wish I had gotten a sense of whether it was purely an idea or whether it was an ongoing business. And the big question was, it appears to be community-focused investment advice. And I had never really thought about whether that's a potential opportunity or not. I'm not sure. Is it an investing platform for women? I guess he kind of lost me. He said minorities and women, but there was still missing, is it already going on? Is it something about to start? Is it something that's already happening? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure it's enough to say, here's what I'm doing and here's how much money I want. There seemed to have been maybe a missing piece there. But that's why you have your tablets and that's why we need to vote if you want to hear more. Well, it looks like all three of you didn't want to hear any more. Let's send them down. Going down. What? Oh, man. <laughs> it's all right. So I know you're disappointed not getting up, but the feedback from the group was you didn't say anything about the company other than you're raising 500,000 into 5 million. Is your company live? Is this just an idea? Yeah, we're actually uh, in beta testing right now. Yeah, so we actually have a product that's being tested currently. If you had to do it all over again, you got another 60 seconds. Yeah. What would be the one takeaway that you would do differently? I would talk a little bit more about, you know, my personal background. You know, I have a wealth management background from JP Morgan. I previously launched a venture. Um, and uh, an international business where I provided access to electricity in Sub-Saharan Africa, and my team. My team is an exciting group of folks, and, you know, we're just driven by the mission. Entrepreneur Elevator Pitch is presented by Amazon Business for every organization at every stage of growth. Now, let's hear the next pitch. Sapiens Beverage Company uh, sells non-alcoholic wines with 0.0% alcohol, the wines are vegan, halal certified, and on average have 70% fewer calories than their alcoholic counterpart. The name comes from the fact that because we don't have alcohol, our wines are truly inclusive, so all people, homo sapiens, can um, participate and enjoy. Your 60 seconds begins now. Going up. Hi, my name is Tolu Obikunle, and I am the founder of Sapiens Beverage Company. 
We sell vegan, halal certified, non-alcoholic sparkling and red wines with 0.0% alcohol, no sugar added, and with, with 70% fewer calories than their alcoholic counterparts. I was inspired to start Sapiens because during my Wall Street internships, I found myself pretending to drink to fit in with my colleagues and a non-alcoholic option like Sapiens would have really eliminated the social friction I experienced. Our customer base is comprised of pregnant women, those following a sober lifestyle, um, religious non-drinkers, and um, the rapidly growing number of people who are actively reducing alcohol consumption as part of a wellness-focused lifestyle. I am seeking 1.5 million for 25% of my company three, to help further two, our expansion to one. retail and wholesale. Time's up. Well, anyway, there's no doubt there's more and more people not drinking today, but they want the taste of an alcoholic-like beverage. Uh, do you guys buy into that strategy or is that really not the case and that's not a big market? I think it is a growing market. I definitely do. And I'd be interested to know what the revenue she's doing. I think she left that out of the pitch. So that's key to understanding the valuation. And I would totally agree. It's so big of a market that it's crowded. So what I'm curious about is how does she really differentiating herself? I didn't really look at the non-alcoholic space because I'm in the alcoholic space, but hey, she valued it at set of the company was six million. So I'm interested. I'm also with Mark. I want to know, okay, in this space, who's here? Who's your competition? Well, the question is, is there that much more you want to know worth opening the doors or not? So it's time to vote. Well, that's three yeses. I wonder if you really want to know more or you're just thirsty and want to try this thing. <laughs> but nevertheless, let's open the doors. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the boardroom. Hello. Hi. Hi. I have Hi. good news for you. All three investors voted to bring you in. Oh, awesome. So tell us about the product. Sure, so um, Sapiens is a non-alcoholic wine with 0.0% alcohol, where a lot of the other non-alcoholic wines in the market just have less than 0.5%. Beyond that, I think what really makes my product shine is that our wines actually have a really complex real wine taste that a lot of non-alcoholic wines in the market don't have, um, and kind of a testament to this. Our wines have 0% added juice, whereas a lot of the ones on the market have up to 35% juice added to their dealkalized wine. So what's different the way you de-alcoholize some mouthful, your brand from others? Our, our key differentiator is the temperature at which we dealkalize the wine. So we use vacuum distillation, meaning we can actually reduce the melting point of the wine. So it preserves a lot of the complexity of the underlying wine versus having to do it only at high temperatures. I, I really like the fact that you've differentiated it a bit because I was actually concerned. How is it sold? It's actually exclusively sold through our Shopify site. So today we have around 350,000 in sales without outside investment. Currently we are averaging around 45,000 a month. Part of the reason I want this investment is to be able to really focus on wholesale and food service and retail because it's part of the company's mission to help with those social situations. Um, so that's kind of what I'm focusing on. Well, with sales at 45K a month in a year already, the value at six million, 
I want to taste it. Can we um, taste it? Sure. You want to taste? <laughs> I want to taste it. I'm yeah. going to taste it. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know I think if I've it. ever had none. Okay, I like the. Thank you. I've never seen 0.0. .0. Yo, it fizzes like his rose. It smells good. Like sparkling rose. Okay, good. now that you've tasted it, who's whipping out their checkbook for a million and a half dollars? I mean, I think it tastes great. You've done incredible getting to where it is, and I definitely think additional capital could help put some fuel on this mm -hmm. fire. This is outside of my wheelhouse. Okay. So unfortunately, <laughs> I'm going to pass. All right, thank you. So one of the things I'm always curious about when I'm considering putting money into a company is, is there going to be more money needed after this? And I'm actually quite concerned about the capital intensiveness of this business, especially with you talking about expanding into retail. Mm -hmm. And I'd be scared if I put money in that there is to be more money needed after that. So I think I'm going to pass. All right, thank you. He needed another sip to make yeah. his decision. <laughs> it really tastes like wine. It does. It's very close. Like, I don't know. Like, it tastes like, it's like I'm searching for the alcohol. I don't know. <laughs> it's assertive without being overpowering, wouldn't you say? Yeah. yeah. Like, it's like, good. I think you should be hiring them as spokesmen. Yeah. Company. <laughs> I really like it. But I'm in the party business, so that's the only reason why I'd pass. I'd love to see how the non-alcohol business works. Mm -hmm. but I'm in the total opposite business. <laughs> so it's gonna be a little bit tough, so I have to give that a pause. Thank you. Well, the bad news is there's not a deal to be made today. Mm -hmm. The good news is they all love what they tasted. <laughs> no, and it's that, really good. And that's thank really good. how quick I drank it. Yes, yeah, like, it really, it's really is. Hey, thank you guys again thank for your you. time. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> I felt like me running around telling people, hey, let's party, let's have a good time. And then turning around, it would be like me going to church on Sunday, saying I was partying last night, and then going to church to repent from my drinking, and now you mustn't drink alcohol today. It was just a big contradiction. See, so that's why I'm the perfect spokesman. Like, <laughs> I'm not invited to the parties. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody loved the product. Mm -hmm. They, Drake couldn't even stop drinking it. <laughs> but nobody wanted to pull the trigger and invest. Do you think you were asking just a little too much and it just intimidated everybody? Not in general. I think I'm definitely ready for that level of investment. Um, it's, I think, typical of what I've seen other beverage startups um, get for our seed. So I don't think in general I'm asking for too much, but perhaps it wasn't a right fit for now. How do you see your experience on Elevator Pitch helping for you to grow as an entrepreneur? I think it was just a great experience just to kind of force myself to get out of my comfort zone. I'm not, I've never been on camera. I've only been to LA once. And I think it's just a really great um, skill to be able to get out of your comfort zone and try for things that could help you. On the next Entrepreneur Elevator Pitch. It will change the investors' bodies. They'll get totally buff. When you get the moment, I've always crushed that moment in my life. Work with my mom is amazing because obviously I don't have much work experience. I think once they nail that, then they can scale that. Ah, I'm sorry, I totally screwed up. 
This is not a high school pitch competition. At 41, I have a better butt than I did at 25. We all know this is entrepreneur elevator pitch. So please open those doors. And to apply for season eight, go to entrepreneur.com slash elevator pitch.